Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Oh, man, what a way. Lord, just come and fill us again this morning. And so, um, man, we have a really good one for you in Matthew 25. Uh, we're just going to be looking uh, through verses 1 through 13, which is this nice little parable as we've been diving into parables and all sorts of uh, stuff, all of this in the last couple of days and still even today. All red letters, baby. All red letters. So straight from what Jesus is letting us know. Uh, and uh, so we're we're got some good word for you today, um, as we always do. Um, so let's let's pray. Let's dive in. Let's see what God has for us out of this parable. Um, if you like weddings, we're going to be talking about some weddings today. So there we go. Uh, let's pray and let's uh, see what God has for us in Matthew chapter twenty-five. Uh, Lord, I just. Uh, Lord, we just all come to you right now with open hearts and minds uh, this morning. Uh, we just want to start with a refreshing of you uh, this morning. I know that a lot of us, we love our coffee or our tea or something, but but Lord, ultimately, we are seeking after you. Ultimately, we are seeking uh, your refreshment, your um, fresh word, your anointing on us today of what we need to learn as we sit at your feet this morning. Lord, we just pray that you uh, give us a word, give us something that is just going to refresh us in our minds as we go forward with today and forever. Uh, Lord, may we just deepen our walk with you. Uh, I surrender myself to you, that this be your word, not my own. Teach me as well as all of us on this call and those that are listening later on. Lord, we just love you and we thank you and we pray this in your precious name. Amen and amen. All right. <clears throat> So let's dive into Matthew 25. I've actually got uh, two Bibles with me uh, sitting here at my desk. And because there's a couple words uh, I'm reading out of the uh, NLT, but if you're reading out of the NIV or even the New King James, there's some different words that they use to, um, to describe certain things or how it's written. Now I'm going to bounce back and forth a little bit because there's some goodness in that. Uh, we also are going to have to look at how weddings were uh, traditionally done back then, uh, culturally, to really understand a little bit of this parable. Um, one of the things we need to understand about parables before we dive in as well. A parable, of course, is it's a story to uh, give you a spiritual lesson and hopefully be able to apply it practically. But it's a spiritual metaphor. It's a spiritual lesson for you. There's a principle out of this. Um, if we take it very literal, we'll actually miss the whole point. Like the that's the whole point of this, not to take it literally, uh, because we're not in a wedding every day. But when we see it spiritually, then it comes alive for us. And so that's the lens we really need to look at with parables um, as we see this. What's the spiritual lesson? And how does that apply to me practically? All right. Um, so 
25 verse number one as we dive in i'm reading originally again out of the nlt and then i'll jump over uh and i'll explain when i go over to the uh new king james um then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise the five who were foolish didn't take enough oil olive oil for their lamps but the other five were wise enough to take a neck uh, along extra oil when the bridegroom was delayed they all became drowsy and fell asleep at midnight they were aroused um, by the shout took the bridegroom or said look look the bridegroom is coming come out and meet him all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. Probably in a much more womanly voice than what I'm speaking in. <laughs> um, but the others, um, but while the others were gone out to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked later when the other five bridesmaids returned they stood outside calling lord lord open the door for us but he called back believe me i don't know you so you too must keep watch for you do not know the day or hour of my return the word of the Lord, all right? And that's where we're going to stop. That was verse 13. Um, okay, so number one, that's a bold statement, and we'll get to that as in verse 13. So you, too, must keep watch, for you do not know the hour, the day or the hour of, now he says, my return, of my return. That's a bold statement right there from, from Jesus when you're in the company of the disciples that are still to a point, right, we see that the disciples are still, for the most part, uh, still making sure that, hey, is Jesus this Messiah? As they are following him, there's still this question of making sure that he is who he says he is. And so that's a bold one when it comes from a Jewish context, because the uh, the bridegroom, otherwise, um, the bridegroom in Old Testament was never uh, really referred to it as being the Messiah to come. It was just saying that the groom or bridegroom was God. The bridegroom is God and Israel, or otherwise, as we now know in a New Testament context, the church is the bride. And that's, so that parallel of a marriage between God and his people, Israel, now the church, and that marriage, that's still, that's Old Testament as much as it is new. But the biggest thing there is that he says, my return, as he is the Messiah, that's that linkage. And that's why we have that concept of the Trinity of saying that the Messiah is God, is the Son, is God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. This is part of building that theology of the Trinity right there, that the Messiah is God as well. And that's why we say God incarnate when we speak of Jesus. 
is that yes, he is the Messiah, but the only way the Messiah could be the Messiah is that the Messiah is also God. And so this is where that's a bold claim from them because they never saw in Old Testament scripture the Messiah being linked to being the groom. Right. And so that's that's a little bit of a like, okay, that's why that statement is a little bold right there. Definitely, if you're in the room and he's saying that at that time, um, we're reading it later and we're like, well, of course, duh, it's Jesus. Um, so how does this whole wedding thing? So there's a there's a couple traditions as this parable is really talking about. Um, and so in the tradition, we see that in a Jewish wedding, there's typically 10 bridesmaids. Um Hopefully she's popular enough and she's got 10 good friends um, and there's there's 10 bridesmaids there. Um, hopefully, you know, and, and families were big. So you probably got, you know, sisters and uh, cousins and all that to kind of fill in and make sure you got the 10. Um, but this was a good whole round number and uh, you've got five good and five bad. But that's actually not the way we should look at it. It's not a bad or good. It's not a good or evil. It's not a sin, not sin kind of line that this parable is talking to. This is about a thoughtfulness versus thoughtlessness. Right? We all know those people that in our lives, and if you don't know it, maybe you, as the saying typically goes, but the person that is very thoughtful of others, thoughtful of what's going on, very uh, aware of their surroundings, aware of what's going on, and can kind of have a good intuition of what's to come. And then those that are just like, well, I'm here and I'm breathing. And that's about as far as their vision goes. <laughs> there's there's no thoughtfulness to what's what else is going on around them. There's no thoughtfulness of what's to come. I live for today and today alone. And this is where, yes, we do need to live for today. And there's plenty of talk of Jesus saying that, guess what? Um, don't worry about tomorrow's trouble because that'll be enough. We need to handle today's trouble. Don't push it off for tomorrow, right? There's plenty of that, like handle today for today and let tomorrow be tomorrow. However, we also can't be foolish and not realize that there's a tomorrow and not prepare for it and not prepare for it. Now, some of you may be uh, who's into those prepping shows like the like, let's rate the prepper and all about like, I'll, I'll have all of the, the uh, uh, cornmeal stocked up in the back. And I've got all the all the other prep needs. Right. I, I've got so much uh, extra of everything. I'm going to live uh, an extra 30 years in my basement. <laughs> like like this is not a parable to say start prepping. This is not a parable saying, stock up all the olive oil, go raid shop right and buy it all right now. Again, spiritual principle. How do we act out the spiritual principle in a practical way? The spiritual principle is, guess what? You do need to prep, but you need to prep spiritually. You need to prep spiritually. There's no amount of physical items that you're going to need when Jesus comes again. There's no real oil, but the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit that you need. 
And this is the oil we should be seeking after. This is the oil that we should be asking ourselves. Are we stocked up on this? Are we filled with the oil, with that spiritual anointing oil that the Holy Spirit, like at the end of that song, Saint God, that we played, Holy Spirit, come and fill us again. This is getting out. When Apostle Paul talked about we need to get off of the the milk of babies and get into eating real meat as adults, as grown up Christians, this is where this is starting to get. This is some meaty stuff when we really think about it. And so you have these five foolish, it says the um, the bridesmaids, or if you're in the New King James and everything, it says virgins. I think new uh, uh, NIV also says virgins instead of bridesmaids. Why does it say virgins? The virgin, here's the point. It's not about their sexual uh, history. It has. It's not really about that. That's a practical means to actually a spiritual principle. The virgin idea is that there's this holiness, this I'm, may, I'm waiting for the one and only. If you're a virgin waiting for marriage, you're waiting for the one and only, right? That's the whole point of waiting till marriage as a virgin and wait is I'm waiting for the one and only the practical lifestyle of that in our earthly marriage here that has societally gone way out the window is now this is the understanding of why God's saying that is because you, if you do that here on earth, that's what you're ultimately doing spiritually for God's return is that I'm trying to be a holy person waiting for the one to come. I'm waiting for the bridegroom. I'm waiting for Jesus's return. It's this, I want to be pure. I want to be made white as snow. I want to be a, a, if you will, a spiritual virgin, basically waiting for the one. And there's only one Jesus. And so uh, that's why you're, you're going to, you see like it's specifically says virgins and certain ones. Now here they're just uh, in the NLT um, saying bridesmaids. They're trying to get you to understand that they're part of the wedding party. They're part of not just guests at the wedding, but they're part of the procession. They're part of like the higher level. They're, they're in the wedding versus coming to the wedding. Right. And I think enough of us maybe on here have been in weddings to where there's a difference between you're in the wedding versus you're just coming to the wedding. And so here they're in the wedding. They're part of the main procession to celebrate the bride for the groom to come in a Jewish uh, setting that the bridesmaids would basically meet up with the groom and have this feast and party prior to and welcoming the bride into it's like this whole kind of thing and so there's the that's why it's like they go in and they have this marriage feast and the bridesmaids are supposed to go ahead of the bride to help be the procession and the welcoming party for the bride to come in and so here He's saying for us, if we are to be any bridesmaids, if we are to help welcome the rest of the church, if we are uh, that part of here, are we prepared? 
are we prepared spiritually as deeper and uh, more understanding Christians that are eating meat in our spiritual lives versus still on baby's milk? Are we understanding and having forethought and foreknowledge in our lives, not just for our financial 401 bank account, but are we having foreknowledge for our spiritual eternity with the Lord? Are we banking up oil with the Holy Spirit spiritually in our lives? Or are we just running dry? Are we running dry spiritually every day, just trying to get through the day instead of looking forward? That's the whole point of this. Are we looking forward? Do we have an eternal perspective? The oil you needed to keep your light burning. Guess what? We all have a lamp. And we're all called to shine the light of Christ, but the only way to do it is to be filled up with the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. If we don't have that in our lives, we are a dim, flickering, about-to-go-out flame that's holding on for dear life. Basically, hold your breath for you know about as close to a minute as you can. Without oxygen, you're holding on to that last breath. That's what this flame is doing without oil. It can't breathe. It has no further way to continue on. And the only way to get that is time with God. It's time with the Holy Spirit in prayer and worship and reading his word and just and being in church with one another as well, allowing others to speak life into you, allowing others to pray over you and be a part of your life and say, I'm believing that God wants to be with you. I'm believing in the Holy Spirit to fill you. And I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you today, to pray that the Holy Spirit is with you in your heart and your mind, to pray that God give us another filling of your spirit today so that my light doesn't flicker my light doesn't basically want to suffocate because i don't have enough oil to be prepared for you yeah we need we need jesus just to get through our day but we need jesus and his holy spirit to keep us going until the day of his return We can't be these foolish bridesmaids, these foolish virgins that are trying to do the right thing, that are wanting to be holy, that are wanting to wait for the one. It's not that saying any of these 10 have the wrong perspective. It's that five of them actually are forethinking, have thoughtfulness in their life, have time where they're making sure that they are spiritually prepared and the others are just running day to day with whatever they have for that moment. They have no spiritual preparedness for themselves. They're foolish because they're not looking around them. They're not observing what's going on in their circumstances and around them. They're not able to see the spiritual implications of what's going on. 
you know, when somebody has is having a hard day, you got some people that just say, oh, you're just having a hard day. I'm so sorry about that. And others go, no, girl, no, my man. No, that's not how this is happening. You're getting attacked right now. And we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit just offends off all of that mess, that God is going to redeem that, that God is going to turn around whatever situation that you got that. And we are seeing and understanding spiritually what is going on around us instead of just, oh, that sucks. You hear or understand that difference. There's that, you know, in the military, we talked about having situational awareness. You got to look around your surroundings. You got to listen. You got to feel. You got to hear. You got to almost taste and smell what is going on in your situation around you. Many, we call it all different things, like just understanding. Maybe we call it like streetwise. Maybe we call it all sorts of other things in our life where it's just, you have that intuition of what is going on around you. Hey, something's off. Something's different. I need to understand what is going on. And we need this in our spiritual lives. Whether it's, we call it situational awareness or street wise, or uh, maybe it's even called common sense to a point. Whatever term you want to use, we need that applied to our spiritual life so that we can be one of the five smart and wise virgins or bridesmaids instead of the foolish ones that when we're not prepared we're trying to cram for the test we run out to the storefront and we're like where's the oil oh my gosh when the when everything hits the fan when i don't know what to do and 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 the emergency is coming and i'm not prepared i'm running to shop right but the shelves are empty because everybody else was more prepared than me and i'm running to the shelves and there's no olive oil because everybody else that was smarter that foresaw things that understood things already got the oil they already went and got it and they had it stored up they're ready to go we need to do this spiritually. That's why every day we must be in the word. Every day we must be sitting with Jesus. Every day we must be praying and asking for a filling of the Holy Spirit. Every day we need to have this coming in, pouring in, because we're pouring out in so many areas of our lives, even where we don't understand it. We're leaking oil. We're leaking that, and we're burning it up as we try to shine the light of Christ. So we must be filling, returning, and filling and filling with the Holy Spirit over and over so that we maintain our stock of oil and so we don't run dry when the bridegroom comes. Let's not run dry when the bridegroom comes. Let's not run dry when we're called to come in. Let's not run dry when it's time to fulfill the rest of eternity with him. That's ultimately where this is all about, is just what are we doing to maintain this refreshing of ourselves? Where are we maintaining that spiritual oil in our lives? 
And so what does that practically mean? That means, well, SOAP is a great way right now, but guess what? This is still a corporate setting and corporate has its place, right? We come to church, we gather together. We're gathered together on this platform right now. We may be uh, gathered in some form or fashion where it's all of us. We're chatting on uh, the chat. If you're here with us live right now, uh, we're engaging with one another. We're filling each other up. I've seen prayer requests. I've seen people type in, in the chat, a prayer for the person that had a prayer request in the same time during a soap and things like that. And that's, that is where we're lifting each other up. And uh, as my oil, I'm pouring out to you and we're sharing and we're, and that's the whole community. That's the bride. That's the uh, Christ church right there together, together, uh, putting that all together. But then there's a level of you for you to be an effective member in the body of Christ. You also need to have your personal relationship with Jesus. If my brother Doug comes to me and says, Nick, I need some prayer about whatever, X, Y, Z, this is what's going on. This is what's hitting me. But I'm not getting filled personally, individually with Jesus. I'm not sitting and praying with the Holy Spirit. I'm not reading his word and getting filled up with nourishment and his oil for me every day. That's what anointing oil is, is a physical symbol of the Holy Spirit. And so are you getting filled with more of his spirit so that when we are in a corporate setting, I can pray for my brother, Doug. I can pray for my brothers and sisters. I can pour out to them because I've been filled up. And then I just go back again, Lord, you know, fill me up again. And it's this constant refreshing. It's this constant cycle. That's what he wants us to do is to understand what's going on. We need to be working out of the overflow instead of the last drops of the bucket. Nobody wants to be the like, you all been to a buffet and nobody want the last bit of the scrap of like that, that when you get to that one meal piece or whatever, and you're just like, and they're just, and you just see, I'm getting the last bit of that. And that's what you get. Like I went to Chipotle, right? And it was the last bit of the guacamole. And they're just uh, scraping that out. And then they're just throwing it on your plate. And you're like, I don't want that. I want the fresh new stuff that you got coming out. I want that's coming out of the new bucket of guacamole. I want the fresh stuff. I don't want that scrap at the bottom that's like, it sounds like it's all dried up. And it's like the last bit. But that's what we do as Christians. When we don't fill up. When we don't come to the Holy Spirit and we don't make sure that we're ready to go. That's what we do when we come into church on Sunday and I see it. And guess what? We're all guilty of it. It's not It's me, too. I've done it. I've had a rough week before and I didn't get filled up as much as I should have. And so I'm running on the scraps of the guacamole tray. And you can tell, you know, your friends, right? And that's the beauty of church, is we can see when y'all are running on the scraps of the guacamole tray. We can see it. But that's the beauty of church. That's the beauty of coming together and gathering together. That's the beauty of uh, God as well, is that guess what? When you are running that way, and somebody comes around you and says, man, we need to get in the Word. We need to get some prayer. We need to get in Jesus. Like, oh, we need a little more Let's pump in more of the Holy Spirit into your life. 
That's what this is all about. Because it's here. This is the part where it says they, they shut the door. The five that were prepared, the five that were filled, the five that were always ready, the five that were good to go, the five that had that spiritual understanding of what was going on, their spiritual eyes and their lenses were open. They could they could understand. They had that situational awareness. They were ready to go. They came in and they were ready for the uh, marriage feast and they shut the door. They're like, eh, nobody else? Forget it. Shut the door. And then they came because they were like, oh, oh, I went and got the scraps of the guacamole tray. I went and go and scrape that up so I can keep my stuff ready to go and keep my burrito good to go or whatever. I came to the door. And right, y'all loving this guacamole one. but <laughs> And I was just like, they're knocking at the door and they're like, hey, let us in. We got the we got the Chipotle. And they're like, I don't know you. You ain't coming in here with that scrap. I don't know you. It says right here. Lord, Lord, open the door for us. Verse 12, but he called back, believe me, I don't know you. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Or are you just holding a lamp saying I'm a Christian, but you never filling it with any oil? There's many people that walk around and they say they're Christians. And they like this idea of salvation from Jesus. And they, they say it is. They say it is because they like the idea of it. But they have no relationship with him. And they don't have any oil in their lamps. And they come to the door and they're like, Jesus, we, we professed we were Christians and we followed you. But, uh, and he's like, I don't know you. I never spent time with you. You never sat down with me. You never really prayed with me. You never believed in my healings. You never believed in my miracles. You never believed in who I sit and who you said you think I am. You never read my word. You never came to me. You never got the oil of my Holy Spirit. You didn't come to church hardly. You came on Christmas and Easter and checked the box of your religiosity. And you said you were a Christian and you put it on Instagram. But that's not what it is to shine your light with the oil of the Holy Spirit day to day. It's not on Instagram. It's in reality where you need to have the Holy Spirit filling up your light so bright that it doesn't need any social media, that you can see it when you walk into Wawa, that you can see it when you walk into church, that you can see it when you walk into uh, Walmart, you can see it when you walk into your workplace, you can see it when you walk into your other family member's house, and they're just like, there's something different about Christy, there's something different about Doug, there's something different about Jesus, there's something different about Betsy, there's something different about all these people, that their Holy Spirit, that you have so much oil, that it's just oozing out of your lamp, that your lamp can can't even hold the oil that it needs that is just burning so bright that's what god is saying that i don't know you because you did not do anything to come to me and sit down at my feet and know who i am and know that i died for your sins and you didn't put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your life that's the whole point we didn't spend time with him That we may have put it on social media, but we didn't put it into reality. That's the whole point. I don't know you. 
and Jesus has said it in a couple other areas in the Gospels that they said, Lord, Lord, and they say, Lord, Lord, I know you. And he's like, no, I don't. Because guess what? Even Satan believes in God. But Satan doesn't worship him. But Satan doesn't sit at his feet and learn from him. Do we sit at his feet and worship? Do we sit at his feet and read his word? Do we sit at his feet and call him father and say, teach me? That's the question. That's the question. So for our oil to be stocked, for us to be spiritual preppers, for us to not run out of guacamole, let's sit at his feet. Let's spend time with him individually. So when we come together, there's no one asking for more oil because all of us are so filled with his oil. And all we're doing is actually worshiping him together and sharing stories of his miraculous hand of love and healing in our lives. That's what this is all about. Let's be wise bridesmaids today. So what I challenge you today is when you're done on this, spend some time in prayer with just him. Spend some time in just reading his word and just re-going over this. And where in your life do you need to have more time with him? Do you need more time to get filled up? And maybe this doesn't apply to you, but maybe it applies to somebody you know. And so the other challenge is, is if this isn't you, you, you are filled up. And I know plenty of you on this call that are this way, that, are, that understand this principle so, so much, that understand the heartache that I feel right now for the ones that don't. My challenge to you is to teach them. My challenge to you is to be that disciple that's discipling others. My challenge to you is to challenge them to spend more time at the feet of our Father. So I pray that this encourages you. I pray that this gives you a challenge today to, to go after that person in your life, to go at that person uh, in your mind that you're thinking of right now that you know does that thing where they profess to be a Christian, but you're just not seeing it in their walk. And let's disciple them. Let's grow them. Let's not allow them to be one of the five foolish ones that are having to run out at last minute to go, oh, no. I didn't really have a relationship. I just scraped the bottom of the barrel to get enough of my religiosity done. God doesn't care about your checkbox. He cares about your heart. And that's where this is all about. So let's pray. And let's go be with our father some more. Lord God, we just, we just love your story here that, um, you know, we, we're your bride, we're your bride of Christ, Lord, we just, we just love you so much, and this, there's just so much truth in this, in these 13 verses, there's so much truth into how we should live our lives, there's so much meat in here that we should be listening to even more so, Lord, I just pray right now that you just 
you just fill us all up, fill us all up on this call that are uh, listening to this right now or listening to it at a later date as it's recorded. Lord, I don't, I don't care wherever this is messages being reached. I pray for a filling of your Holy Spirit on your people, on myself, on everybody. Lord, for those that we regularly sit at your feet, we know how to marry and we know how to sit there and just listen to you so attentively, Lord. I pray that you let us and uh, point us in the direction to where we need to disciple those that need more discipling. That you send us out on that mission, that you send us out as a, as a leader and a light giver to others that are saying, don't be foolish. Don't be this person that comes to sit at the door right at the last hour, but doesn't have any oil. That isn't prepared, that isn't sitting at your feet, that isn't understanding who you are to a deeper extent. There is no point in our walk that we should just be like, I'm satisfied. Lord, because our soul just yearns for you. Lord, I just pray for your Holy Spirit. Fill us up today as we go about and handle whatever it is. Maybe it's something hard at work that's happening today. Maybe it's something hard going on in your family. Maybe there's a medical issue that you're waiting on a determination for. Lord, I just pray over that situation. Lord, I just pray right now uh, that your Holy Spirit just fills people up with exactly what they need. Maybe it's maybe it is anointing oil right now over their head in a spiritual way and just a, in a life giving way. Maybe it's um, maybe it's just healing and comfort right now, Lord. I just pray for your hand. Maybe it's uh, it, it's just understanding and giving them uh, motivation. Maybe somebody's just dealing with depression right now, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you speak life into them. I and pray that you speak truth into who their identity is. I just. There's so many that are, just don't understand who even they are that they can't even fathom to even wonder who you are. I just pray right now for all your people. Pour your spirit on all of them. Lord, we just thank you so much for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen and amen. Have a great day, everybody. And we will see you this weekend. We have uh, Pastor Tim Lucas from Liquid Church coming in this Sunday. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it's also Communion Sunday, so that's always a good thing um, as we do one of our sacraments and uh, as well. So remember uh, why we do Communion. It's always a good thing to uh, never, uh, never let that go. Uh, and then we will see you as we always do. Love you all. Take care. God bless. See you Sunday.